So there's just three weeks to go until we have our 50th episode being released on the 24th of January, 2019. Woohoo. How fast has that gone? So, so fast. And the exciting thing is that we're going to be having a lunch to celebrate. It's going to be an incredible day and you're all invited. We love you to join us on the 24th of January between 12 and 2 for lunch and to listen to a panel of some of our previous podcast guests. They are some of our most listened to guests and it includes Tim Hammond, Katrina McLeod and also my sister Katrina Alilovich. We know you like these people because we can see the download numbers and you keep coming back for more. So we thought it would be great to invite them along and give you the opportunity to ask them any burning questions that you have. And if you're a lawyer, there's a special bonus for you. You're going to get access to a CPD point. And I know we're all scrambling for them in these last few months of the CPD year. So if you want one for a very, very reasonable price, then come along and have lunch with us as well and have an opportunity to ask your questions of these great panellists. And for more fun, we have a few prizes. We've created something that we will be giving away and then launching at and after the party. So we're excited to show you all about that. Law CPD will be running a competition and you can win yourself a special voucher and we'll also have a door prize. So if you're interested in coming along, which I'm sure you all are, then please go and purchase your tickets from our website. The address is thejuggle.com.au forward slash 5050. See you there. If you want a satisfying career and a fulfilling family life, this is the podcast for you. Join me, Joel Lilovich, and me, Lucy Dickens, as we share strategies and advice to help you keep your balls in the air. Welcome to the Juggle Podcast. Hi, everyone. It's Joel Lilovich here. And Lucy Dickens. Welcome back to the Juggle Podcast and Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Lucy. Happy New Year, everybody. So one of the big things that always comes up when it's New Year is New Year's resolutions. And if you're spending much time on social media, you're probably seeing it everywhere. But hey, you know, we thought we'd have a little crack at talking about it too. Yeah. So we want to know, do you make New Year's resolutions? Is this a thing for you? Have you got any New Year's resolutions, Joe? I tend not to make them. It's not really my thing. Yeah. Fair enough. What about you? Um, Mine used to be, like used to be, you know, when I was a lot younger, it would be like this year, because I've never been an I'm going on a diet, I'm going to lose weight kind of person. But it was I'm going to learn to swim or because I can't swim. There you go. There's something you probably all didn't know about me. Those kinds of goals. But I'm not really into that anymore. I'm more into setting goals throughout the year. And I kind of come to the point where I don't really see a new year as being a reason why I have to reassess my whole life and decide that because it's the 1st of January, I have to come up with some new ideas. So I'm more about checking in with myself regularly throughout the year and working out what what my goals should be. So there's a couple of things in that. One, you don't really do New Year's resolutions either. It's more about goal setting, which I think is the way that I've gone. And I also like the idea that you do it throughout the year. But I think there is something to be said for the fact that for some reason, the new year does just feel like a great time. And it's a fresh start, right? Yeah. It's a new beginning and it's a time to reflect and things do tend to go absolutely crazy around that Christmas time, but then Mm. they really do sort of settle down and you get a little Mm. bit of time and space to think. 
maybe it's because New Year's mean new stationery and we probably all are into stationery <laughs> being the kind of people that us and our listeners are. So we get new calendars and pretty things and so that makes us want to, you know, start fresh. <laughs> it's got to be it. <laughs> With all this talk about goal setting and the fact that being on social media and being a you know in business, I particularly listen to a lot of different people and read a lot of different posts about how you should go about your goal setting. Mm. And I've come across a few different ways of doing it now. In some ways, still haven't quite found the one that suits me. And I'm a bit of a dabbler trying a few different ones, but I thought we might share a few of those ideas for people in case they want to do one of them this year. Yeah, for sure. So the one that I've been thinking about is one that Nicole Aboud recently posted and she will link her social media in our show notes. And this was back in November or December, I think, when she was posting on her social media about goal setting. She said that instead of setting goals, she likes to think about, or she had decided to think about the kind of person she wanted to be. Because for her, goal setting was meant that you are, it was a win or lose situation. You either achieve your goal or you don't achieve your goal. And she decided that she was far more interested in focusing on who she wanted to become or who she wanted to be than whether she won something or lost, which I thought was really interesting. I like this. Yeah, it's a nice way of doing it. It reminds me of that other idea about the theme of the year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of people decide to theme their year usually by a word. A word. Yeah. So it might be the year of action or the year of focus. The year of saying no, I've got it. That can be your year. (laughs) (laughs) Which is completely contradictory to that book that I love. Shonda Rhimes. Yes, Shonda Rhimes, the year of yes or whatever it was. That could be my theme, but I don't know that 2019 is shaping up to be that way. (laughs) (laughs) One of my friends has made her 2019 the year of maintenance which I quite like. And her idea is that is that she did so many new things in 2018 that she really just sort of maintain the level that she's at and keep those things going as opposed to adding in any new things. Yeah. Okay. What's your theme going to be? Put you on the spot. Let's have a theme. I spent so much of 2018 learning and thinking 2019 needs to be implementing. I probably use that instead of action because action doesn't necessarily could be the wrong action or yeah a learning could be action and if you you want to be done with your learning and you want to be implementing I like it what about you with a new baby Um, along the way I don't know what my theme will be help me out (laughs) I'm hoping that that will just come so no hopefully I won't have to try to (laughs) I don't know help me help me give me a word (laughs) leave this yeah check on it as we're talking through this and at the end we'll ask you again Okay. Oh God. Right. I hope I remember. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Didn't plan that one. No, okay. <laughs> what we did plan, however, were some practical ways to help you with your goal setting. We didn't do the exercise clearly, but we did think about how we go about setting goals or New Year's resolutions. You can call them that, I guess, if that's your thing or you or making your theme for the year. And because Joe likes practical, we've identified some practical steps that will help you to plan your year and plan your goals. And the best thing about this is that in doing this, we decided that it was going to be really worthwhile to do this with everybody else. So we've put together a little challenge and starting on Monday, the 7th of January, we will have five different emails heading out to our email list and also five different posts in our 
Juggle community on Facebook. So if you are interested in um, doing this along with us, then please join the email list um, and join the Facebook group. We'll have all of the links in the show notes and we can share with each other. Which means that if I don't figure out my theme in the space of the next 15 minutes, then I can do it in the first week of Jan all right. along with everybody else. We'll give you until then. That's a good idea. All right. So number one, the first thing that you need to do when it comes to setting goals is you reflection. I always enjoy doing this. Look back on the last year or the previous period of time, however long it might be, and just contemplate life and think about what you enjoyed, what you would change, what was good, what was bad. Yeah. Some examples of that might be, you know, for me personally, I look back on 2018 and I feel that it was just go, go, go all the time. I had a lot of travel. There wasn't a lot of downtime. I didn't probably feel like I had enough quality connected time with my family. That definitely is something that I would say was a bit of a low point. Mm. Whereas on the high side, I met some awesome people and had some great opportunities. (laughs) Oh yeah. I just raised my hand. No one could see that. (laughs) Forgot they can't see me, but I was like, I'm one of those awesome people. (laughs) That's right. It was literally this time last year, a few days off that we met. So there you go. How sweet. Yeah, I like reflecting. When I reflect on this year, the main thing I wanted to achieve was to get pregnant and that happened. So that was good news. Otherwise, I think I had, I'm going to say the balance, but I'm pretty happy with the way that work and family and that kind of all, all planned out. But what I would have liked more is more focus with my work on the things I want to be focused on, especially during the last half of the year, given lots of changes around where I work. I've been, and we all have, just focused on doing what's in front of us and what needs to be done as opposed to the bigger picture development. This is where I want to be working or how I want to be spending my time. So that would be the change for me, which I'm hoping taking some time off of work will actually help me to be able to achieve. Hmm. let's see when you've got a baby to juggle (laughs) stop saying that (laughs) (laughs) all right number two the second thing after you've had some time to reflect then it's really about looking forward and brainstorming you know what do you want this year to look like so Mm -hmm. it's so helpful to have had that time to assess what the last year looked like and know what you didn't like or what didn't feel good because then you can sort of project that forward yeah what you want the year to look like brings us back or makes me think of the question that we've asked before about what does success mean to you? And it's not just about what do I need to do to be successful, but how do I want to be spending my time? Well, it's a lot to do with how do I want to be spending my time, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. What do I want to achieve? Yeah. What impact do you want to have? Kind of person do I want to be? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's fun, you know, being out. Everything is open to you. And if it helps you to do this brainstorming part of it, what you can do is apply the Tim Hammond perspective, which I'm sure will come up in our panel discussion Mm -hmm. um, when we have our lunch on the 24th, is you can sort of say to yourself, what do I want to look back on at the end of 2019 and have done, you know, be able to say that I spent time with X people. Like if you are looking at this time in 2019, what do you want to be looking back on? Yeah. And that's the benefit of having done that reflection. And the first step is that it helps you to identify things you would like to do differently next time around. So on day three of the challenge next week, we will be talking about creating the goals. You will actually be stating what are your priorities for the year. And, you know, it always helps to go back to the old age principle of having smart goals. 
Do you remember what they are, Lucy? I looked it up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because no, I didn't didn't remember. I remembered SMART goals, but I didn't remember what each letter stood for. So I've done my research, so you don't have to. So here we go. We want to make our goals SMART. So S means the goal should be specific, significant, stretching. I didn't learn that one. <laughs> Let's just go with specific and significant. Yes. Good idea. <laughs> It could um, be a stretch goal. It could be. It could be a stretch goal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, measurable, meaningful, something that might motivate you. A things that you agree upon. Attainable, achievable, and action oriented, which is an important one. Yes. The goals need to be realistic and relevant. And T, time based or time bound, so that we have a due date. Really, because what's that phrase? A goal without a deadline is just a dream. Yes. That's it, isn't it? So we need to be time bound with our SMART goals. Absolutely. And just simply saying that you are going to do it by the end of 2019 is probably not very good when it comes yes. to time bound. Probably not specific enough for the <laughs> S in SMART. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, we'll help you with this when we come to do our challenge. And that's the point because in the challenge, you'll get the opportunity to actually write them down. And mm-hmm. I love this idea. This is one of the things I'm going to try to do in 2019, which is make sure I have my goals and I'm going to write them down every day. Every day. Yes. Because you are going to be using your happy lawyer, happy life planner. Yep. I am. It has your daily goals. Yep. I've read it and I've heard people talking about it a number of times, you know, really successful people. And Mm. they just simply say that by focusing on their goals every day, it Mm. keeps them focused. And when you say writing down your goals every day, is that different to you to writing down your to-do list? Yes. Okay. So explain, please. It would be like if my goal is, you know, and one of the goals that we've talked about doing as a joint goal is going to be writing a book about Mm -hmm. managing the juggle and and how it all comes together. So if that is one of our goals, it would be, we want to write and publish a book. So we might have a number of goals. And the first one might be, I want to write and publish a book and I want it to be published by October, 2019. I just made that date up. I hope you're okay with it. (laughs) Sure. And we probably should say something like the 1st of October. I don't know. Yeah, we want to be specific. But how does this come back to the daily goals? That's what I want to know. Are you writing it every day? I will write a book. Exactly. So you're just repeating it like a little mantra. Yes. To drum it into your brain. Yes. Yes. Ah, okay. And so another goal might be I will read to my children every night. Write it down. And then that reminds you on that day that Mm -hmm. you wanted to read to your kids every night. Mm -hmm. That means you will make sure that you make the effort to get done whatever you have to get done so you're there to read to them. Mm-hmm. We've snuck into the next tip, which is make an action plan. So let's keep talking about that. And the other thing I've heard of in terms of goals is people doing something each day that will help them to achieve their big picture goal. So as well as just writing, I will write a book, it's I will write 500 words or I will, and something that you do every single day that is a small thing that will eventually over time, you know, all those small things add up and help you to achieve your big picture goal. Yeah. So before we get on to day four, we'll mention as well that you don't want to have too many goals. Some people like the rule of threes. So it might be have three personal goals, three career goals, three self goals, I don't know, three family Mm. goals, whatever Mm -hmm. way it works for you. But Mm -hmm. just have those big, high level, smart goals. And then I think by writing them all out, you make sure that you don't have too many. You don't have too many. And on that, be realistic about it. I mean, it's okay to save some goals for next year. We can't do, or next time, you know, we can't do everything. I have a list of goals that are the things I want to do. And then I have a smaller list, which are the things I'm going to focus on now. And I write them both down because 
I like to write things down, but it's also nice just to have the bigger picture, the extra stuff there to come back to, you know, you might do something sooner or quicker than you had had planned. And so you can then go back and say, well, what's the next priority going to be? But I think identifying the goals, writing them down and then choosing some because we can't do everything. Yes. So tell us about day four, Lucy. Okay. I'm allowed to talk action plans now. (laughs) Action plan. So big picture, you like calendar planning. Maybe you should talk to us about calendar planning. I'm definitely not the only one. I love this idea of starting with your whole year in front of you Mm -hmm. and particularly love putting your holidays in first. So I've done that. I've got two weeks set aside in July in 2019 and I plan to put in, I've got some other overseas trips planned as well. So they're going in first and then it kind of leaves you with the other bits where you can fit things in around it. Yeah. And school holidays is an obvious one. If you take time off of work for school holidays, or even if you don't, because the school holidays are just another, another juggle in themselves. But I was impressed when I found out that Joe had booked a holiday for July because, <laughs> because it's a long time away, July, and she got it organized. So, and that's good, isn't it? Because it helps you, you know, what time you have available and it kind of operates as a mini deadline. Yeah, it really does. And look, I was helped along by the fact that my sister-in-law did the booking and it is school holiday. So you kind of have to book pretty much a year in advance for that. But anyway, you've planned ahead. So once you've got your big picture key dates set out in your calendar, you can work out what the key things are that you need to do that will help you to achieve those goals. So it might be, let's go with the book example. If we're publishing a book by the 1st of October, 2019, we need to have written X number of words by a certain amount of time. We need to have written the whole thing by whatever the next deadline is. We need to be editing by next deadline and plan out your goals in time. Yeah, absolutely. So when are we going to write all those words, Lucy? We're going to write all those all of the words. This is where you'll laugh at me. We're going to write all of the words in between the time when I finish work and my baby is born. (laughs) (laughs) Now you need to tell everybody when you're finishing work and when your baby is due. I am finishing work on the 11th of Jan next week and my baby is due in mid-Feb. Yeah. So So you're giving us a month. I'm giving us a month and I'm making you organize your life around my baby. And in between that month, we also need to have our 50th episode launch in three weeks time. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. You can have a bit longer. It's fine. No problem. (laughs) You're the one that keeps telling me I'm not going to be able to do all these things I think I'm going to be able to do when I have a baby and I'm going to prove you wrong. (laughs) Good. I look forward to it. We'll see. We'll see. The other thing is that you need to know what you're not going to do. Yes. So in order for me to be able to write a book in five minutes, I am not going to be working, being realistic. You know, if you want to spend more time with your family, for example, you're not going to be working 60, 80, 50, maybe even 40 hours a week. Not necessarily to say that you're going to give up work, but you need to find the right balance between working and not working or being time away from family and time with family Mm -hmm. so that you can achieve your goals. And that means that you may have to say no to some things. Yeah. And a lot of that comes down to mindset Mm -hmm. because you need to have accepted the fact that you're going to have to make some change if you want to get different results. There's that great definition of insanity about doing the same thing over and over and expecting the same results is Mm -hmm. the definition of insanity. So you need to acknowledge that if you want to achieve something that 
at present seems unattainable, you're going to have to do something different to get there. Yeah. And I think that's really important because often people say, these are the goals I want to achieve, but don't take into account all the other commitments that they already have and kind of just add and add and add to their workload. I think that's probably a trait that might be common amongst us ambitious females, but (laughs) we can't keep doing that forever. You know, sooner or later we have to prioritize. So that's four days down. And on day five of the challenge, we're going to be asking you to make yourself accountable. So telling people that you are going to write a book before your baby is born is a good way to hold yourself accountable to it. And for the record, we are quite far along with our planning of this book. So it's not just going to be conjured up out of nowhere. And I'm not actually sure if I'm 100% serious yet about my goal, but that's okay. I can figure that out. Figure that out. Telling people is a really good way of holding yourself accountable. But more importantly than telling people, I think, is who you tell. Yeah, I agree. Because it comes down to, do you feel a need to achieve that simply by having told that person? And some people will say, I've put it out there in a Facebook group, so now I need to do it. Whereas Mm. I say, no, it's just a Facebook group. Mm. (laughs) To hold you accountable. No, and they're not really paying attention. They might read it. They're not kind of coming after me a week's time saying, oh, have you done that thing yet? Yeah. It's like us with you over Christmas saying that you were going to not work over Christmas. And I'm like, right going to hold you to that, Joe. Yeah. No working over Christmas. <laughs> but guess what? I worked over Christmas. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> yes, it helps to have an accountability buddy. And you've done this. You've been involved in accountability groups. Tell us about those. I love it. For me, it's been business groups that I've been part of, so other business owners. And we've kind of had like mini masterminds or just accountability group sessions, depending on what the focus of the group was about. And what really worked for me was not just having a fortnightly meeting or monthly meeting and saying, what are you going to do by the next fortnight or the next month, but actually having check-ins as well Mm. during the in-between time, because Mm. otherwise it would be too easy to perhaps get to that meeting and then go, oh yeah, I just didn't get it done. Whereas if you get someone checking on you a couple of days beforehand, it does give you that little bit of a spur to go, oh my God, I haven't done it. I've got two days. I need to get this done. It also helps depending on what kind of goals you're thinking about if you pay someone Mm. because you've got money down then you've really got your skin in the game as they Mm. say and some people do that like the obvious one that comes up is the fitness one you pay for a course or for a personal trainer or whatever it might be and so you you feel the need on a higher level to actually do the work so those accountability groups have really worked for me I know they're not for everyone and some people don't need them some people can hold themselves accountable and Mm. That would be awesome if I could do mm. that. <laughs> uh, for me, I think it depends on what it is and what, what it is that I'm, what the goal is, where it fits into. If it's a podcast thing, then I know that you're relying on me or that you're ex- expecting something. So it's easy to hold myself accountable. Whereas if it's an idea that I've had, that's something that I want to do just for me, it's not so easy to make myself do it. Yeah. Everyone has their own different motivation, different motivators, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And then last thing to make sure we do is to review the goals. Yeah. And that brings us back to what you said at the beginning, which is to take a little bit of reflection time throughout Mm -hmm. the course of the year. And I've mentioned that I do this quite often and I don't have specific times when I do this. It's normally whenever there's a life event or if I've got to kind of, if I've kind of achieved some of the goals. So for example, when I found out that I was pregnant, 
I sat down and worked out what I wanted to do between then and when my baby arrived work-wise. And we did the same actually Mm. for the juggle. Here's a period of time. What is it that we want to achieve within that time? But the important thing about reviewing is to make sure that your goals are still relevant because life changes and priorities change. And just because we've said something is a goal doesn't mean we have to blindly stick to it because we said it we would. Yeah, that's right. And also you need to know when that goal has been achieved. Mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer in that it's really difficult to try to progress all of your goals at the same time and that sometimes you just need to pick up one, do it till it's done and then pick up the next. And the book's going to be that for us. You know, it really is going to be goal number one, let's get it done. Mm-hmm. And then what can we do after that? Yeah. So reviewing is not just about making sure you're sticking to the goals and doing the things that you've promised yourself you will do, but also just being honest and making sure that they're still relevant for you. And if they're not, it's okay to change them. Yeah. And celebrate the ones that you've done and achieved. Woohoo. Yeah. Shout it out loud. Like we will be when we write that book. Yes. We will. We will. So that's, that's it. That is our tips for goal setting for 2019 or for any time when it suits you that you need to sort of take that break and, and have that review. So if you want to do this with us, we are going to be doing this, as we said, as a challenge in our Facebook group starting from the 7th of January. So just on Monday in a few days time to do that, you just need to become a member of our Facebook group or sign up and subscribe to our email list. And you can find the links for those things on our website, which is thejuggle.com.au. And don't forget, you've got three more weeks before our 50th episode launches and we have our special lunch. So if you want the tickets to that, they're also at the website, thejuggle.com.au forward slash 5050. Looking forward to seeing you there with all your goals. Happy New Year, everyone. See you soon. Happy juggling. Happy juggling.